Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah! And some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, love that! A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in! Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it! Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great-tasting all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A dot Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. It's been another busy news week, and we like to review the major stories of the week here on the Black Information Network. Today, we are joined by Black Information Network news anchor, Mike Moore, and VP of News Operations, Andrea Coleman, to discuss this week's major stories. This is the Black Information Network Daily Podcast, and I am your host, Ramses Ja. All right, so welcome back to the show. You two, how are you doing? Doing well. Happy to be here. I love it. I love it. Mike. Talk I to am me, happy man. to be here as well. How are you doing today? I'm I'm great. I'm great. We have a lot of stuff to talk about. Unfortunately, some of it's heavy stuff, but I think I'm in good company. So let's get to it. Um, uh, first up, it's been a week since the release of the Tyree Nichols video, and there's a lot to unpack. Um, so let's start with uh, your reaction to the video and look at the aftermath of the story, including the latest with the officers involved and this week's funeral services. Um, Andrea, let's start with you. Well, you know, I think you phrased it right when you said it's a lot to unpack. Uh, mm -hmm. That video was very difficult to watch. And I say video uh, because the first three really did not do any justice to what took place and what led to the fatal injuries mm -hmm. of Tyree Nichols. It was that last video, the yeah. video that was on the poll. I think they call it a sky cam or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, that's the one that really showed you what was going on and taking place on the ground and the injuries that young man sustained at the hands of those who were charged and took an oath uh, to protect his life. So it was very interesting to me regarding the video, and I know we have so much more to cover, I'm not going to stay on it very much, uh, very much longer. But it was interesting to me how, by chance, that, that ordeal unfolded in the location that it did. Because had it taken place on the street where the stop originally took place, we may have not known what caused his injuries or how all of that unfolded. Because what they were saying on the police body cam was different from what we saw from that, that sky cam right. on that pole. So had they stayed in that first location and we only heard what they were saying on that, on that video, the police video, on the body cam uh, footage then we may have not gotten an insight and the charges that were brought against those officers may not have even taken place 
because what unfolded in that fourth video uh, is what to me led probably to the charges that they're now facing. And yeah. so seven officers have been disciplined in this incident. Two have been relieved of duty and five have not only been fired, but faced some very serious charges, uh, among them second degree murder charges, and I think also a charge of kidnapping uh, and several others. So when you look at everything that has transpired since this incident happened earlier this month, you know, many lives have been impacted, many families' lives. I can't imagine if any of those officers have children, how they rectify this situation and their behavior with their children and with their families, how yeah. they go home and look into the eyes of their mothers and their grandmothers and those who love them. Yeah. And, and of course, the, uh, the, the funeral services were very moving as well. Mike, why don't you give us your thoughts on, of course, the incident and uh, if, if you have some insight into what took place at the funeral, um, let's, let's talk about that too. Well, first of all, I want to say that uh, Andrea eloquently pointed out what was uh, in the video. So uh, not to go over that because that was expressed so very well. I would like to share a, a couple of things from a, a personal standpoint. When I say personal, not me so much, but being around people. And I always like stories when you hear from other people. So I have people who are in law enforcement. And one of the things that was conveyed to me was this was a specialized unit uh, and in those specialized units, it is micromanaged. Um, so there isn't supposedly anything that transpires that upper management does not know about because it is that micromanaged. And for those officers to know that there were many pieces of video um, that was available, not only from the body cam, but as the, the, sky, uh, the sky pole uh, video uh, so graphically depicted it, it's unimaginable how you would act in that way and also uh, that young man was not combative nor was he uh, adversarial and why officers would use that force because they are taught to meet force with equal force or greater uh, but that was not the case here and this is what i wanted to share uh, from a personal standpoint because this was from an African-American woman, when you talk about how it affects people. This was conveyed to me that it disturbed her so badly that she wanted to talk to someone about it, but couldn't talk. So she needed to be somewhere. And I want to give you a sense of, um, of where Atlanta is as it, as the distance is from Atlanta to the Georgia Alabama line. She said that she had to get in her car and drive from Atlanta to the line just to be to herself and not be around anyone, just to get a sense of some sort of mental acuity and some sort of release. That's how badly it affected just one woman that I spoke to. Can you imagine the others who, who, who took that into account, who saw that? And this is a woman who has three daughters and not a son. Think about those, those parents out there and those folks who have male members where disproportionately African-American men, sorry, in many cases that we have documented, are treated a little bit differently than others. So I just wanted to share that. Absolutely. And you know, how and that affects folks. Sure, absolutely. And, um, you know, we saw that um, 
at the uh, the funeral services. I know that um, the vice president spoke there. Uh, Kamala Harris spoke. Um, Al Sharpton. Um, the families for uh, George Floyd were in attendance. I believe Eric Garner's family was there as well. Um, and uh, just a, a lot of people showed up and and stood in solidarity with uh, with uh, Tyree Nichols' family. Um, and I think that that shows that, you know, there's a shared pain, um, and that we are dealing with something that kind of binds us in a very strange way. Um, you're right. We all have to kind of handle and process these things on our own. Um, you know, with the show that, that I do civic cipher, um, we, we handle, issues like this situations like this we go in depth we have to watch the videos over and over and over again and uh you know i have my moments and certainly my co-host q uh has his moments where um we started to take turns watching the videos so that we don't become desensitized to black death uh the abuse of black bodies and so forth um because I never would have thought, never in a million years would have thought it would have taken an effect or taken a, a toll on you, but it absolutely does. You just see it over and over again, three, four videos a week. We have to pick which ones to talk about because we can't talk about all of them. And obviously not all of them make national news in the way that this one does. And, and some of them do. And, uh, you know, to your point, Mike, uh, uh, Q, my co-host was fortunate enough to have a conversation with, uh, one of, uh, Tyree Nichols friends. He's a, he's another black gentleman, young black gentleman, uh, who also was a skater who was also into photography and so forth. And just to hear him describe his friendship and the pain and the confusion that he was left with in the aftermath of him watching that video, him knowing like he was the last person to be confrontational, especially with police. He's, he mentioned something in the, in the conversation, which, um, I'm not sure if it's up right now, but it, it should be up, uh, sooner than later, uh, where he says, uh, Tyree and himself, they've had to interact with the police all the time because they're skateboarders. So he's never seen, uh, Tyree, uh, be confrontational or anything other than agreeable with anyone, certainly the police. And so, um, you're absolutely right. The pain and the trauma, um, obviously with, with, uh, those close to Tyree, but, you know, as that kind of ripples throughout the community, I think it's reflected, um, in a lot of ways. And, and, you know, Will Smith said something some years back, he says, you know, this isn't new. Um, this isn't getting worse. It's getting filmed. And so we're now being exposed to everyone else's pain, not just the pain in our own local communities that we can get in our local newspapers, which may have been the case perhaps as recently as the, mid to late 90s now it's you know shared trauma especially since 2012 when uh trayvon martin was um was killed and and that birthed the black lives matter movement everybody started pulling out their phones and recording and sharing and then it's almost like we became thirsty for this content and um again we don't we certainly don't celebrate it but you know news organizations kind of it, it is incumbent upon us to share this content it's what we do we report the news but um you know i at least i know here and this is why i feel like um this is a good 
fit for people like us. We don't sensationalize it. We empathize. We respect it. And we also respect the uh, the path that we're on, the the elders and, and the ancestors that came before us. And of course, um, our path forward to uh, make some meaningful change as a result of this. Um, this, this. This man was not born to die, certainly not in this fashion. So he's he's greater than just his death. And in order for that to be true into our future, into perpetuity, um, we must, I think, grow from this shared pain and uh, and do something meaningful. Um, as if, a result. if I could add, Ramses, on on that note, there there Please. are two things that struck me um, from the funeral, uh, or several things actually, but um, one that struck out um, was just the the gentle nature, mm-hmm. the kind nature of his family. Mm-hmm. Uh, his mother and stepfather, since this incident, since they became up in public view, have gave us given us nothing but graciousness. They have been emotionally restrained, very focused, um, and and pleading for peaceful protest and so forth. And then during the funeral, when his sisters got up and one of them spoke and said what broke her heart was during the beating, you could hear him still saying, um, please, and I forget what the, the the rest of it was, but the whole thing was, even in the midst of brutality, of, of that brutal attack, he was still being kind mm. and gracious toward mm. even his attackers. To mm. me, that spoke volumes about his, 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 uh, his character. And then with that, also at the funeral, I think this this renewed call for police reform on the national level, uh, what was interesting about that right now is because it wasn't white officers and a black um, victim, it was black on black, um, race takes on a different nature. Uh, it's there, as uh, Ben Crump uh, alleges and says it's it's there just by the culture of the police and what they're trained to do and be. However, when you take it out of the equation, when we're looking at this kind of legislation, we're simply looking now at police brutality. Yep. And the need to make certain that there is no kind of protection as given by qualified immunity mm-hmm. for those who come in and in any way infringe upon the rights of a United uh, a resident or any person. And so it's going to be interesting to see how this takes shape in light of this incident and this renewed call. Um, and from what I understand, uh, Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee out of Houston, Texas, plans to reintroduce the George Floyd Justice and Policing Act next week after President Biden's uh, State of the Union address. And she's going to add uh, a, a statement or she's going to she's going to add a measure or a clause to that legislation that she wants to title, if I'm not mistaken, and I'm looking at some notes here, it's going to be called the Tyree Nichols uh, something intervention, and I can't find it here. But it's going to be a clause that will require police to intervene mm-hmm. whenever a crime has taken place. And that I think is 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 going to be interesting how that plays out too, because in that video you saw for more than 20 minutes, everyone standing around, even the paramedics, mm-hmm. uh, sheriff's deputies, and no one rendering aid. Yeah. So I think it's interesting that, um, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how anyone who is opposed to that measure frames their opposition in light mm-hmm. of what we have seen in this incident. It's funny that you mentioned that because it's almost expected 
And that's, that's unfortunate, you know, and you were mentioning his, uh, his pleas with the officers. And then of course the paramedics standing around and I, because it's, it's my responsibility to say his name. It is uh very reminiscent of Elijah McClain, uh, the young man who was um, killed in, I believe it was Colorado Springs. Aurora, uh, I think. Aurora, yeah. Aurora. And, and again, he was all, also known to be a very kind individual. He was walking, he was cold, he was wearing a mask and yeah, he, he lost his life at the hands of police and then the, the paramedics and yeah. on and on. We know the story. So, And there's um, an update on that as well, just so you know. We're reporting yeah. it today. Mm. The police officers, some of the police officers involved in his, in his death, uh, or in that case, let me not say his death, in that case, mm-hmm. uh, they have been rehired by the police department. Wow. And his lawyer now is asking uh, that that be reviewed. Wow. Okay. Well, um, I don't know why I'm surprised. I don't know why I'm surprised, but, um, you know, I, I, I maintain that we're moving forward. I, I think that it's, it's not necessarily a bad thing that, um, these officers, uh, in the Tyree Nichols story were black, all of them. Um, it's kind of unfortunate because for people that don't know any better, and people who still subscribe to those like zombie myths that that are just slow to die, like uh, this illustrates uh, the the prevalence of black on black crime or you know whatever. This is something that our president Tony Coles uh, mentioned to me that he heard in a, in a recent meeting of his. Um, those myths are are very dangerous, but I think that this is not necessarily a bad thing because. Um, I don't think that anybody would look at that video uh, and see that, um, oh, those there's uh, five black guys jumping um, uh, Tyree Nichols. Everybody sees oh, there's five police officers beating a man to death. And I think that says a mouthful. It, it is a police issue. It is not a black and white issue. It is a blue issue. And my hope is that eventually we will um, get to a point where these people are held accountable for their actions for brutalizing uh, our black and brown communities. And so. And I say something just when you mentioned uh, yeah, police, please. because this isn't something that I was going to uh, say, but when you went into the police uh, aspect of it, there's a sense of history with CJ Davis, and this is not to throw this this woman under the bus at all but i just wanted to share just for information's sake and that is we're out of atlanta so i when this surfaced cj davis cj cj davis um she was part of a uh what they call an elite or specialized unit where certain groups are put in high crime and i'm putting my hands in quotation here here uh, high crime uh, areas. It was called the Red Dog Unit. Uh, and she was over that, which is comparatively the same thing as the Scorpion Unit, which has since been disbanded. The Red Dog Unit, believe it or not, was red, was disbanded as well for the similar practices yeah. that we are talking about right now. And when that kind of came to light, and this is just yesterday for me because I kept going over that in my head, pardon me, going over that in my head, C.J. Davis. And that's what I, re- I remember. And then I, uh, I, I, I looked at it just to make sure that I was correct. Lo and behold, yes, 
Yeah. Uh, she was over the Red Dog unit here in Atlanta. Same kind of unit. Yeah. And, and they, they actually went to, uh, they had a drug bust that went. Do you remember that? Went awry, I do. Um, and they yeah. went to the wrong home um, oh, yeah. and killed uh, a 90-year-old African-American or black woman. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. So it was actually shortly after that 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 unit was disbanded. Yeah, there's there's um, another uh, uh, story about a similar sort of organizational practice coming out of Bakersfield, I believe. Um, it's a, a movie coming to Hulu. Um, it should be any day now, but uh, it's backed by Colin Kaepernick and um, kind of shines a light on the Bakersfield Police Department effectually doing the same thing. And so um, it's it's interesting to see how these elite units um, end up almost invariably abusing their power and terrorizing the communities they're meant to be protecting or, you know, preserving to some degree or another. But um, the thing is, we're still in the midst of a racial, a racial reckoning in this country. Um, it won't be until we're beyond this moment in time and are able to look back on it to see, okay, we needed to go through that. And when we think of the civil rights movement, it was many years, you know, from Rosa Parks to, you know, the assassination of Dr. King. When we look at the Panthers, it was many years, you know, from, you know, them marching to uh, the Capitol building in Oakland, I believe that was when it was until, you know, the assassination of uh, Huey Newton. And so, um, you know, it, this is not just a 2020 moment. Obviously, we're in 2023 and we're still having to have these conversations. So hopefully the result of it will be that um, overall we will treat each other better and be more accountable. Um, the government and government organizations will be more accountable to her, uh, to this country's citizens, um, in particular, uh, the African-American population. And so we wait. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. People don't always realize just how much their negative thoughts and experiences stick with them and weigh them down. You may find your brain constantly running through a highlight reel of bad moments. That comment your friend made last week that hurt your feelings. That frustrating thing your mom does or that silly thing you said in a meeting. Maybe it's time to get it all off your chest. Whether it's a tiny annoyance or something much bigger, talking about it can give you some relief and lead you to a potential solution. That's where therapy comes in. It's a safe space to share whatever's weighing you down and learn to process it so your internal highlight reel can focus on the good stuff. And BetterHelp offers affordable online therapy on a schedule that works for you. Connect with a licensed therapist by text, phone, or video call. Start the process in minutes. And switch therapist anytime. Let it out with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash B-I-N today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash B-I-N. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S., that's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats 
even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash news. That's lifelock.com slash news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep experts. <sighs> here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Black Information Network news anchor Mike Moore and VP of News Operations Andrea Coleman are here with us discussing this week's major stories. All right. In another effort to prevent the teaching of CRT under the government, um, under the governorship of Ron DeSantis, the Florida Department of Education rejected a college AP course advanced placement that covers African-American studies. Uh, Mike, this time, why don't you start us off? Give us a little bit more on this story. Kind of convoluted, kind of convoluted here. So we're l- looking at uh, the governor having uh, issues with the fact that um, he feels as though this may be an indoctrination of a political agenda um so as we took took a look and i'm going over some notes here what is supposed to be actually uh in the ap african-american studies and that is to talk about uh things like slavery to socialism new legislation restricting what teachers can discuss uh african-americans get a getting a better sense of what it is in our history and this is all coming to a head because it's now being politicized and basically what you're teaching are african-american studies and you're hindering them from getting a better um a better stance as to where we are now where we've come from and where we need to go basically and there's 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 an undertow of resentment about this because it's not about not including every other ethnicity it's just honing in on the african-american community and now a monkey wrench being thrown into this issue by saying this is an, an indoctrin- indoctrination excuse me indoctrination of uh, a political agenda and the governor actually saying queer theory being a part of that mm. all right andrea um give us your thoughts well, so um, the latest update on that situation is that the AP revised the course. 
So they took out uh, at least one of the reports that I saw today. They took out some work by several African American authors and other controversial materials that I guess DeSantis and other uh, conservatives may have had an issue with. So they're now saying that the course is available and that students can now take it. So that call goes out nationwide. As far as the situation in Florida, I'm not sure if DeSantis is going to allow it or not. From what I understand, he, well, that state and the legislature there has passed one of the more restrictive uh, laws against teaching African-American history, uh, as well as gender-based studies Mm -hmm. uh, and others in, in the country. So what we understand right now is that teachers are having to uh, make certain that they are not having any books or any materials, uh, any of their coursework that would be prohibited because they can be penalized if so. So it's interesting to see whether they're going to allow this course now that it's been revised to actually uh, be taught in the schools uh, or even be offered. Uh, But he has not commented, at least not that I've seen to say whether you know it's you know he's approving or acceptable or if the uh, the, the revisions are acceptable uh in that he's going to allow this course now to be taught in the state. Got it. And in the state it's I think no, it was yeah. a, the Florida Department of Education has to has to uh oversee that as well. Right. And and it's an AP course which is which is advanced placement. So it's not a general a general studies course. Uh it's one of the selective uh courses that you have to qualify to take. So that I don't know if that's going to give it any privilege status or not, uh, you know, and how that would interact with his ability to allow it. It'll be interesting to see. Yeah. Um, you know, I I, I love a message um that uh Ebony K. Williams had for Governor DeSantis, um, who was he? He effectually what I guess he said was that uh, he did not see uh, any value in an African American studies degree. And Ebony K. Williams uh, addressed him on camera directly, um, saying that she held advanced uh, study degrees in. African-American studies, and uh, she had a PhD as well. And uh, the way that she checked him was brief, potent, and uh, precise. And I love that. And, uh, you know, beyond that, it's very obvious how I feel about uh, African-American studies and and indeed African studies as well. Um, You know, I I was... uh, uh, how would I say it? I was raised in part by um, my mentor. I met my college mentor at a very young age, and she's been uh, in my life for over half of my life. And uh, I, I realize the importance of knowing where you come from, knowing your role in society and what it is that you need to do, and um, knowing how fulfilling and how beautiful that story can be. And a lot of people that don't have access to that education never really connect um, in a meaningful way with, um, again, our ancestors. That's important. You know, these people that gave their life to make the world a little bit better for the next generation. And I believe that is our responsibility to dedicate our lives to making our tomorrows a little bit better for our children and their children. And so um, onward we march. Yeah, that's right. Well, you know, I do want to add, and I forgot to add this uh, in in the, uh, the comments prior, that you know Ben Crump is threatening to sue 
if mm. AP course is not allowed. That and way. So he has three students. And I, I forget what school they're from. I want to I want to say, uh, let me not even let me not um, uh, guess because I'll, I'll get it wrong. But he held a press conference last week um, and it, he held it along with some lawmakers from Florida, some mm-hmm. black lawmakers and some black students and said, if Governor DeSantis does not allow the AP African-American studies course to be taught in the state, they will sue him. So as, as they should. Absolutely. Black Information Network news anchor Mike Moore and VP of News Operations Andrea Coleman are here with us discussing this week's major stories. All right. And finally, President Biden's State of the Union address takes place next Tuesday. What are some of the issues you hope the president will address during his speech in front of a new Congress and the American people? Andrea, your thoughts and then Mike will follow up with you. Well, um, the Black Information Network will be carrying the address live, so hopefully uh, our listeners will tune in and uh, join us for the evening. Uh, We understand the address, if I'm not mistaken, will start at 9. Our coverage will start around 8.30. I don't know if I have a hope for what he's going to address, but I would, would, at this point, wager that, or not wager, pardon me, I'm not a betting woman, Um, (laughs) but my thought is in light of the Tyree Nichols situation and this strong call for police reform coming out of the funeral services yesterday, I don't know how he not address police reform. Mm. And I know it's probably not the most comfortable conversation to have when you're addressing a joint session of Congress that is now controlled by uh, the, the opposing party. Mm-hmm. Last year, when his in his first address before the the, the joint session, uh, Democrats still had control, but now you know the the Republicans have control, and uh, I just don't know how he not address it. Though it is it is definitely the glaring issue for the Black community. I also think he's going to have to address the economy, the inflation. Uh, no matter how often the Feds continue to raise the interest rates, and they just raised them again a few days ago, inflation continues to be an issue for many Americans, especially Black families. If America in general is feeling the pinch and the crunch of inflation or the economy, you can best believe we're suffering, uh, probably even more so. I don't know if uh, if he's, he's got any answers for any of those, but it would be wonderful if he had something along the lines of uh, how he's going to address this lingering issue uh, with the economy. And then um, uh, I, I think those to me would be the two most pressing issues. Uh, and then we'll see what else. But on a, on a different note, I'm hoping as well that physically uh, he gives us an image of strength. Mm. That he comes and he has a strong address and that he has a strong presentation. And I think if he were able to do that, uh, he will be able to then, you know, face whatever opposition he may have in the split Congress that he's going to face um, this legislative season season, uh, with some kind of confidence. And then uh, lastly, this is the last address before we start going into the presidential election season of next year. So at this point, my thought is everything matters. Absolutely. Mike, your thoughts? I totally agree with that. Andrea, um, and I want to take it from uh, both standpoints that she mentioned, uh, inflation being one and uh, police reform being the other. However, let's begin with police reform. I think the tragic death, tragic case of um, 
African-American, Tyree Nichols, is a defining moment for re-energizing efforts for police reform. I truly believe that. Gone are the days when the arguments were that this is more of a racial issue. No, it's not. It's not. A, it's it's a race. It is a race issue mm -hmm. in part. But I think this defining moment is a police issue, a policing no issue, mm -hmm. and that truly needs to be addressed. Talk to him. Um, on the inflation standpoint. You can't throw anyone under the bus, but I I always think when I'm looking at these increased prices of those who cannot afford groceries, goods, and services, elderly, disproportionately Blacks, that's going to be a cycle that's going to spiral downward if this isn't addressed and remedied, quite frankly. Um, if there is any mismanagement or any malicious actions that have taken place to have inflated prices, um, bird flu, um, gas explosions, whatever, that those entities be held accountable. I am not saying that that is the case, but it makes me think, If especially when I look at the... And I don't want to go on and on about this because I'm really passionate about this, especially when I look at people who can't afford medications and groceries. They're the victims. So if there's any entity that is responsible, maliciously responsible, I, I would hope that the federal agencies make them be accountable to That's anything, um, if that makes any sense. No, no, absolutely. I know exactly what you mean. Well, uh, it remains to be seen. And of course, after he um, gives us the uh, address, we will probably be dissecting that too. So I look forward to having those conversations as well. But for now, I'd like to thank you both very much for your insight. Once again, today's guests are Black Information Network news anchor, Mike Moore, and VP of News Operations, Andrea Coleman. This has been a production of the Black Information Network. Today's show was produced by Chris Thompson. Have some thoughts you'd like to share? Use the red microphone talkback feature on the iHeartRadio app. While you're there, be sure to hit subscribe and download all of our episodes. I'm your host, Ramses Ja, on all social media, and I'll be hosting another episode of Civic Cipher this weekend on a station near you. For stations, showtimes, and podcast info, check civiccipher.com. And join us Monday as we share our news with our voice from our perspective, right here on the Black Information Network Daily Podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. 
<laughs> Ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. We're all looking for ways to save, especially on medical bills. But where do you start? Unless you're a medical billing expert, finding savings can seem impossible. HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance and flags errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. Saving starts with knowing where to look. Visit HealthLock.com today before you see another healthcare provider.